Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank podcast. We love God, love people, and love our city. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org. Good morning, family. It is good to join you again today. It is good to fellowship uh, together this morning. We want to start this morning by thinking about those who have lost their loved ones during this time, during this season. I also have lost a very close cousin of mine, and I know the pain of losing someone that's dear to you, uh, that you love. And we want to take time to pray and ask God to be with us in this season. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness, for your love and for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God, that your word says you are close to the brokenhearted, Father God, and you comfort those who mourn. Father, I pray for those who have lost their loved ones in this season, Lord God. For whatever reason, Lord God, we pray for your grace. We pray for your strength in this time, in this hour. And Lord, I pray, Father, that God, they will have all the support that they will need in this time, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have lost a loved one, we wanna encourage you to register, to sign up for our our grief course that is starting. uh, It's already started, but you can be able to join at any time. Today, we start a sermon series called The Art of Rest. I'm sure we all feel like we should be (laughs) taking some rest. We're tired from this year already. We wish it was December. This sermon series is based on the book by Adam Mabry, who is the Every Nation Church pastor in Boston. And he will be doing the third sermon for us of the series. So on this topic, the art of rest, today I want to focus on the Sabbath rest. Remember who we are and whose we are. Remembering who we are and whose we are. Remembering who God has made us to be and remembering that we belong to Him, the Father. That's what Sabbath is all about. Sabbath is both a noun and a verb. A noun, it is a day dedicated as to worship unto the Lord. As a verb, it is a Shabbat, which means to stop or to cease, to take a break, to pause from your work. Therefore, God is calling us to stop from external grind, to cease from internal, grind, from internal graft. Sabbath is to stop from external grind or to cease from internal graft. It simply means that there are times where we stop physically from our work. We close the computer, but our minds continue to work. So we don't cease from that internal grind. The brain is working. And what compounds to it is also because of technology. So we work all day, we are on the screen. And then when we close the computer, we're now on the cell phone or we go to the TV the brain is constantly working. Therefore, we never cease, we never stop, we never Sabbath. I want you to remember that Sabbath is to stop, is to cease from the external grind and the internal graft, is to remember who we are and whose we are. Three years ago, Lindy, my wife, prompted me and uh, just flagged the fact that I am physically present at dinner table, but emotionally 
and mentally absent. And the reason is I come home after work, but my brain, my mind is still at work. So I'm not fully present. At that point in time, I noticed that it was time to change some things. I read a book by Pete Gazzaro, which is The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And that book was very helpful because in that book, Pete teaches the principle of Sabbath and the importance of Sabbath rest. Some of the things that uh, we put in place is now at the dinner table, our culture is no cell phones, no cell phones. Number two is we never eat in front of the TV or the TV being on. That helps us to be fully present with one another because it's a precious time as a family to seize, to pause, to stop from everything and to connect with one another. Even if it's pizza night, we don't eat with the TV on. So today we'll be talking about the purpose of Sabbath, the promise of Sabbath, and the practice of Sabbath. The purpose of Sabbath, the promise of Sabbath, and the practice of Sabbath. Our text is from Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going to be reading for us from verse 1 to verse 11. Therefore, while the promise of entering His rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news, which is the gospel, came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not unified by faith or united by faith with those who listened. For we who believed enter that rest, as he said, as I saw in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his work were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken somewhere of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his work. And again in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Verse 6, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he appoints a certain day, today saying, through David, so long afterwards, in words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Verse 8, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Verse 10, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Verse 11, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall for the same sort of disobedience. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. This text that we've read, it starts with the word therefore. It means there's something important that was said before we got to this place. Remember when the Bible was written, there were no chapters and there were no uh, verses. So we need to know the context with which this text was written. When we go to um, chapter 3 of Hebrews, we realize that the Bible speaks about Moses and Jesus. It starts talking about these two great men uh, that Scripture teaches about. When it speaks about Moses, it says that Moses was faithful in the house of God as a servant. 
and Jesus was faithful in the house of God as a son. There's a big difference there. One was faithful as a servant and one was faithful as a son. The difference there is it's an issue of identity. It means that uh, Moses' generation, they did not fully understand what it means to be a son, what it means to be a daughter of the king. And it speaks about Jesus being one who's a son and who understood what it means to be a son of a king. The contrast there is very important because when you read chapter three, it goes on to say in verse seven, and I wanna read it for us. Very, very interesting what scripture teaches us about sonship and servanthood. It says, because of Moses' generation, not understanding sonship, look what happened. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers, Moses' generation, put me to test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways. As I saw in my rough, they shall not enter my rest. And verse 12 says, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil and unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Interesting, here we see how Scripture says, Moses' generation did not enter God's rest because of disobedience, because of unbelief. They tested God, seeing for 40 years the works that God had wrought and worked for them, but still they did not believe. And we see here, the Bible says, Jesus' generation that asked those who follow Jesus, we enter rest because we understand sonship. So the first thing I wanna put to you, church, every nation, is the Sabbath rest is an identity issue. So when we say the purpose of Sabbath is an identity issue, we are saying we stop, we cease, we pause to remember who we are and whose we are. Sabbath rest is about knowing who we are and whose we are. Sabbath is an identity issue. I believe that one of the reasons why we struggle to enter Sabbath rest is because as hirelings, as slaves, as servants, we don't understand that we need to stop and enjoy who God is and who He has made us to be. Let's take it back to the Old Testament where Sabbath was first mentioned um, in Exodus and Deuteronomy. And I wanna first read Deuteronomy chapter five. Verse 12, the Bible says, Observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy. That word holy means dedicated for a sacred purpose. Dedicated for a sacred purpose. As the Lord your God commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You shall not work. Oh Lord, help us. You and your son and your daughter and your male servant and your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner, the stranger or the visitor who is within your gates that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you that you may enter rest. 
You shall remember, the word remember, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. You were slaves in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. The Bible says you shall remember that you were slaves in Egypt. So this is to say, slaves do not enter rest, but sons enter God's rest. Sons and daughters enter God's rest. So first thing I'm submitting to you family is the purpose of Sabbath is an identity issue, is knowing who you are and who God has made you to be knowing who you are and whose you are. The second thing I want us to look at is the promise of Sabbath and then we'll go to the practice of Sabbath. We read in this text that we've read, uh, chapter four of Hebrews, verse one to two. Now I'm reading from the New King James Version and it says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Sabbath rest is a promise from God. The Bible says, let us be careful that we miss this promise and this gift that is given to us that we need to receive by faith. We receive it by faith because the Bible says that generation, Moses' generation, they had the good news the same as us, but they did not mix the news with faith. They did not receive the news with faith. So they lacked faith because of unbelief. They were not able to enter God's rest. That is why we say, brothers and sisters, let us be careful that through faith we enter God's rest. Verse 12 says, take care brothers and sisters, lest be any of you an evil of an unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. Again, chapter three, verse 18 to 19, it says, and to whom did he swear that they will not enter his rest, but those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter rest because of unbelief. Their hearts were hardened. They were unresponsive to God, like hard soil that refuses to receive water. Our hearts can be hardened to not believe that God can look after us when we rest. Chapter four, verse three says, for we who believed enter the rest. So Sabbath rest is a faith issue because it is a promise, it is a gift. We take it by faith, we enter by faith. So to explain this to you is that we need to learn to pause, to seize from our work and trust that God will provide while we rest. A couple of years ago, I was uh, working for an engineering company. It was a, a side gig that I had. It was a part-time job that I had uh, to supplement my income. The, the company is based in Porchestrum and it, it, it meant that every Monday morning, I would drive to Porch and then drive back in the afternoon. So um, at this point in time, I was working for the church and uh, there'll be times when I'm working Saturday, maybe it's Victory Weekend, I'm working Sunday sometimes. I'm work, it's, it's three services and... Uh, 
remember now after three services on a Sunday, Monday, I wake up quite early to drive to Porch and I would be tired driving there, tired driving back. And I started thinking to myself, this is not sustainable. Monday, it's meant to be my day off. We as pastors, we take a day off on a Monday because we work most Saturdays and most Sundays. I realized this is not sustainable. I'm not resting. I'm not taking my Sabbath rest. And I just prayed one morning that, Lord, I'm going to resign. I'm going to step down from this company and I'm going to trust that you're going to provide for us. And God did exactly that. God came through for us as I chose to believe that He will provide for us. Remember the Sabbath, we all need to pause and to remember who we are and whose we are. This is not to say that you cannot have a side gig or you cannot have a side hustle, but you need to take the Sabbath rest. Sabbath rest is a faith rest, is directly connected to the promised land. It means if we are to actually enter that rest, we get a taste of heaven here on earth. We get a taste of what God wants heaven to be like here on earth. There is grace for us to rest, faith to hit pause in a world that never rests. The Sabbath rest is faith to hit pause, to hit the pause button in a world that never rests. So family, we're talking about the peppers of Sabbath, which is an identity issue. The promise of Sabbath, which we get through faith. And finally, the practice of Sabbath. How do we practice Sabbath? I believe it is a worship issue. Let's look at Hebrews 4 verse 10. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. God rested from His work. Entering God's rest, it means we retreat from our work. We take time to pray, to be in the Word, to enjoy family, to enjoy God. We get to spend unhurried times with the Lord. It is in Matthew chapter 12 where the Bible says, Jesus speaks and says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. It means that when you take a Sabbath, you, you spend time, unhurried time with Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about enjoying nature, creation, and what He has made for us. So again, the challenge we take here is God rested. Who are we to think that we will not rest, do life without resting if God, the Creator, who doesn't need to rest, rested? I mean, we read here in Genesis 2 verse 1 to 3, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day, God had finished His work that He had done and He rested. He rested on the seventh day from all His work that He had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. He blessed it and made it holy. The word holy dedicated for a sacred purpose, it is a worship issue. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had created. We read now Exodus chapter 20, where Sabbath is spoken about here again. It says, remember the Sabbath day. Sabbath is about remembering. Remember who we are and whose we are. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, dedicated for a sacred purpose. It is a worship issue. Verse 11, for in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. 
dedicated for a sacred purpose, it is a worship issue. If God rested, who are we to think we can do life without resting? Busyness is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. We must stop idolizing busyness. It is killing us. I believe one of the reasons we have such a heightened level of cases of mental health and anxiety, it's because of this. We have idolized busyness. You ask a person, how are you doing? Hectic. That's actually one of the phrases you hear from Joe Burgess. So I want to give you a few statements that have challenged me as I'm preaching this word to you. I'm also preaching to myself. Rest is a weapon given to us by God. The enemy hates it because he wants us stressed and occupied. The enemy hates rest because he wants us stressed and occupied because we miss out on enjoying beautiful, wonderful relationship we have with God. Dr. Edie Wealth says, all addiction is ultimately a disorder of worship. All addiction is a disorder of worship. I'm challenged by this because I noticed that when we speak of addiction, it's not only uh, substance abuse, it's not only drugs, but also it can be a cell phone. I speak as one who I've had to learn to switch off the phone and put it away so that I can be fully present. All addiction is ultimately a disorder of worship. Adam Mabry in the book that we are referring to, he says, Sabbath rest is a declaration that we don't worship work. He says this very, very important thing. This is a declaration that we don't worship work. We don't draw our identity from our work. John Bevere writes, an idol can be anything we give strength. An idol can be anything we give more strength and attention to or draw more strength and attention from than from Jesus our Lord. An idol is anything that we take attention from, that we draw attention from and we give attention to than Jesus Christ. Anything that seeks to take the place of Jesus in our lives is an idol. May we take time and reflect on how we have idolized our work, how we have idolized our cell phones, how we have idolized material things, with this big reset that we're facing, may we take time and reflect. Remember that the Sabbath rest is remembering who we are and whose we are. The practice of Sabbath, just to give you some practical tips here, is uh, you can practice Sabbath daily, weekly, or routinely, or period- periodically. Daily is uh, uh, every morning taking the word, spending a few minutes to pray, to read the word, play some worship, you're Sabbathing, you're taking a Sabbath. Some people do it this way. You can take uh, five minutes, four times a day, put a reminder on your phone just to remind you to pause just for five minutes throughout the day to connect with the Lord. You'll be amazed what it will do for you. A weekly Sabbath rest is uh, taking one day a week, one day a week to rest. 
If you work Monday to Friday, maybe your Sabbath is Saturday or Sunday, which we encourage. I mean, um, the Bible speaks of a Sabbath as that practice. The principle of Sabbath is a practice of Sabbath. So it doesn't have to be a specific day as in a Sabbath day being a Saturday based on Scripture. But we know that the Sunday, the worship Sunday came because of uh, the Resurrection Sunday, a day that we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not so much about the day, which day it is. It is about a principle that you take some time to switch off from life to connect to the source of life, which is Jesus himself. Periodically in Mark 1 verse 35, the Bible says, Jesus rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went to a desolate place. And there he prayed. Jesus himself would withdraw, would retreat and go to a desolate place to pray. In Mark 6 verse 31, the Bible says, come away by yourselves to a desolate place. Again, Jesus is calling his disciples, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. There is something about switching off the noises of the world. All that's happening in the world today and connecting to the source of life, retreating periodically. One of the disciplines I have for myself is uh, once or twice a year, I do a retreat, a day or two, I go out to Mahalisbek, I go out to one of the mountains and just uh, find a place there and just spend time with the Lord and hurry time with the Father. It is good for the soul. So friends, we're speaking about the purpose of Sabbath. It is an identity issue. The promise of Sabbath, we get it through faith. And finally, the practice of Sabbath that's about practicing until we get it right. Practicing is something we do often until you master it. And certainly, we are on the way there, bumps along the way, but we get up and go at it. Recently, my wife Lindy was... uh, diagnosed with uh, adrenaline burnout. And um, I must say it, it took us by surprise, but we should have seen it coming. The year started with a bang, uh, three kids, three different schools. And currently we have one car. I couldn't help Lindy much in terms of pickups and all the extramural activities in the afternoons. And Lindy is also finishing her studies this year. And then COVID-19 broke out. We went into lockdown, homeschooling, work from home. All that compounded. And um, most recently uh, with the women's conference, which was incredible. The day after, Lindy was just exhausted. She actually struggled to get out of bed. And um, in the afternoon, we we were surprised. She struggled to eat. She just lost her appetite. And we just thought that it's just fatigue. And uh, Sunday came and we thought, okay, um, she'll get better. Monday came and we realized, no, no, this is a bit serious. And we contacted the psychologist uh, whom we um, asked to, to, to help us with the situation. And she helped us understand what Lindy was going through. And um, out of this, we are learning to read the signs. We need to read the signs and see when we are not doing well. Um, We do well to charge our cell phones. 
when the battery goes down, we get a sign that the battery is going down and we'll rush to charge it. So we do well to learn the signs as well, to read the signs in our lives. When you drive on the highway, there are speed limits, uh, the signs that shows you that, hey, you need to slow down. And the reason for that is because we forget. Therefore, they are there to remind us to slow down. Let us learn to read the signs. Remember the Sabbath is who we are and whose we are. Moses' generation did not enter God's rest. David's generation were reminded in Psalm 95, verse 11 to 7, that do not harden your heart, enter God's rest. Joshua's generation, they tasted the promised land. Those who believed God, they tasted God's rest. And Jesus' generation is those who enter God's rest. That's you and I. So I want to give you a challenge, every nation. Do all that you can to enter God's rest. Do all that you can to not fall out of God's rest. Mark eleven twenty eight. the Bible says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I want to pray for us that we will enter God's rest. But I also want to pray for you if you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. If you have not given your life to Christ to follow Him, to live for Him, you will not be able to enter this rest that I have been speaking about. You will not know who you are and whose you are if you don't give your life to Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. So if you're watching with us, today and you've never given your life to Christ, I encourage you to contact the number that's on the screen and we will pray with you and start the journey with you so that you can enter God's rest. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word that challenges us. Thank You for Your Word that is stretching us to learn to read the signs, Father God to learn to see, Father God, why You have instituted this principle of Sabbath so that, God, we can seize, we can pause, we can rest and know that, God, You will provide for us even as we seize, as we pause. Teach us, Lord God, to work from a place of rest. Teach us, Father, not to fall into the trap of the generation, the Moses generation that failed to believe, that failed to enter your promise because of unbelief. Lord, we stand on your promises today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, family, for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Pastor Simon, thank you so much for reminding us to live from Sabbath rest. As we choose to rest this week, remember that resting means that we are trusting in God. May you have a blessed week. See you next week. Goodbye.